Hi everyone, Eric Weiss here. Uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, I've been very busy over the holidays with you know family stuff and uh, and you know I had a really great holiday and I hope you all had a great holiday too. Um, but I've also been really busy with my business. I've, I've gained a lot of new clients recently, uh, which means it's been a little difficult for me to create content and, and to, to share my, my experience with you guys. Um, but a lot of new problems and challenges as well that I've been dealing with. So um, a lot of new things to share with you. I've got a, a content list a mile long. So I'm excited to help you guys out in the near future. Um, so before I get started, you know, one thing I wanted to say that, uh, you know, last year I wrote this book called Build the Right Things, How to Design and Build a Product People Will Love. Um, and I wrote it because I've just met with dozens and dozens of founders um, who have struggled with some really common uh, pitfalls and failure patterns, how to get their new product built quickly and efficiently, how to gain traction and find product market fit. Um, and how to to build an engineering organization that, that scales and grows with the company. Um, so I wrote this book and it was great and everyone loved it. And I started giving it away at every opportunity. I just wanted to share the message and I wanted people to, to have it and read it um, and got a ton of great feedback. And so basically I decided to just give it away for free to everybody. Uh, so it's no longer no longer costs money unless you want the print version, um, which is available on Amazon. But if you want to get the book for free, just go to fullcycleproduct.com, uh, and just below the fold, you'll see a little sign-up uh, area. And if you give me your email address, then you'll get both the ebook and the audiobook format sent to you for free. Um, I put a ton of work into this. Um, this took almost half a year. Um, for me to write, not only write it, but then, you know, doing all the graphics, the templates, uh, the editing, the recording and editing of the audiobook. Um, it was a huge labor of love, um, but I am excited to give it away to you for free uh, because I think there's just a ton of value for there. And, and if you're here, if you're watching my video, you're engaging with me, you're exactly the person who needs this book. So go for it, go get it. Um, okay, so first video of the year. What do I want to talk about? I have so many ideas. Um, it's hard. It was really hard to pick just one, but um, I'm going to pick one that I've run into, you know, again, a number of times with, with some of my new clients, but it's something that's happening almost universally to some degree with every business I've, I've ever consulted with. Um, how to find and keep a great co-founder. Okay, so there's two kind of general problems here that arise. One is there's a lot of founders who think that they can just do this on their own. Um, and while some can, it's a it's a burden and it's a hindrance, right? So there's a reason why so many of the great companies that you know have co-founding teams, whether it's a pair or perhaps three people, uh, co-founders, and, um, and it, it makes for a more robust and sort of robust and, and, and risk adverse or risk um, resilient team as the company grows. So how do you find a great co-founder? It's like a marriage, right? It's not just something that you want to jump into. Um, there's a huge amount of trust and responsibility um, and chemistry that goes along with it. So how do you find someone that's a good fit for you? Then you found this co-founding team, you're building your company, you're scaling, you're growing, and things start to fall apart. 
um, conflict arises. You're, you're obviously under a huge amount of stress. Uh, it's an incredibly stress-inducing and, and anxious thing to build a company. And a lot of co-founders um, find that their relationships get strained. If they started off as friends, it doesn't mean they're great business partners, right? Or, you know, as the um, as the, the, the pot grows bigger, right? As the reward grows bigger, you find people start to show their true colors and perhaps start to, you know, try to, uh, to do something shady towards one another. Um, or they simply don't know how to deal with conflict, right? And so they, uh, you know, equal vote, equal share, you know, there's a lot of roadblocks that happen. And what ends up is you get politicking and, and undermining and things like that. Um, and ultimately, you know, that can cause a, a rift, it can cause a split in the company. And if one of the co-founders leaves, it's incredibly damaging to the company in terms of the operations, but also in terms of the valuation and the ability to acquire new capital and, and new talent and so on. Um, so those are the two big things that I want to focus on today. How to find a great co-founder, how to deal with that and deal with the co-founder and how to, to manage some of that conflict as you grow. Okay. So jump right in. Um, how do you find a good co-founder? Well, the short answer is, uh, and, and not the one you probably want to hear, but um, it's best if it's someone you already know. <laughs> it's best if, if, if uh, you already have a best friend or a business partner or a, you know, someone that you've worked very closely with for many years and there's just this natural pairing. In fact, the idea came up together because you guys, you know, have, you know, you're in the same industry um, or, you know, you see the same problem. You spend a lot of time together. You've spoken about it and it just seems like a natural fit. Obviously, that's the easiest thing. Um, that doesn't always happen, okay? So uh, let's say you don't have someone like that. That's a natural sort of Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak kind of pairing. What do you do? Um, well, obviously you have to think about who's in your network now. Who do you already know? Because there's a huge trust building exercise that needs to happen here. So the farther you along you are along building trust, you know, the easier it's gonna be. Because uh, again, it is like a marriage. You kind of have to get to know each other. You have to be friends. You have to sort of date first before you jump into that significant commitment. Um, so th the, the main thing you want to think about are what are the skills that you have that you bring to the table? And what are the skills that you don't have that you need somebody else to compensate for? Okay, so if you are really great at sales, if you're a really strong visionary, but you're not really technical, you need a technical co-founder. You need a CTO right? Uh, or vice versa, um, depending on the market, right? Like maybe you are really great at building technology companies and startups and you've done it before, but you see an opportunity in a space where you don't have a lot of domain expertise. So you might bring someone from industry who really understands the business, you know, better than you do. Um, so, um, so that's a great pairing there. Um, a lot of times too, it's that, you know, maybe you are more junior, you know, you, you have a lot of experience maybe, but not as a, as a, as a co-founder. And so maybe finding somebody who's just more experienced than you. And then they're looking at you as somebody who's got a ton of energy, who's willing to put a ton into the business. Um, or, you know, you have again, a, spe a specific skill set that you bring to the table, but they're the one with the most experience. They're likely to be, you know, the CEO. Um, so those are the kind of things to think about. So, you know, maybe one exercise you can do is sort of write down what are all the skills that you believe is needed in the co-founding team, uh, which is, again, a combination of a few things. Sales, understanding of the market, understanding of the customer, 
um, understanding of technology and what it's going to take to build it, right? And any other sort of domain expertise or connections that are necessary uh, in order to build this product, okay? Um, and the last thing I'd say would be the ability to raise money, so connections in the, in the fundraising community. Um, so those things would be, you know, what I would sort of lay out and then figure out what boxes you check really well. And then whichever boxes aren't checked, then you need to think about who in your network has those that can that can check those boxes. Um, a lot of times it's two people or it's, you know, it's one person that you need to find. It's a pair. But in some cases, you might need three people. So there might be a really great sort of sales visionary, um, uh, you know, fundraising CEO. You have a really strong technical CTO, but then you need somebody with some domain experience, right? Uh, who might be, you know, either a, a COO, um, a, a CMO, or uh, or even a chief product officer. So, um, so that's it. So, so thinking, you know, you, you create this set of targets, right? You think about who do I know in my network that can f backfill, you know, and compensate for for what is needed, what I can't bring to the table. Um, then you have to think about chemistry, right? So, how well do you work? with this person or how, you know, how much trust is being built. Um, again, ideally, it's somebody that you already know, but let's say you don't. Okay, so there's, you know, you, you might know them as an acquaintance, but how do you build that that trust with them? Um, you know, certainly you want to start spending time with them. Uh, you want to kind of float this opportunity. Say you see this, you know, you have this idea uh, and you see them as, as a potential candidate and, and be sort of forthcoming with them that, you know, hey, you are really sort of evaluating people. You've got a short list and there's someone that, that really caught your eye um, and then talk through, you know, what your values are. OK, so maybe the first thing to do, for you to do is to even write down your values. OK, so that you can share with the other person to say, these are my values. What are your values? Okay. Um, thinking about your work ethic. Think about the the time commitment that's available, right? Are you available to, to jump into this full time or is this going to be a side thing for you, right? So making sure not necessarily that there's a balance, although balance is great, but at least that you both know what the expectations are. You know what you're getting yourselves into, okay? Um, so you, you know, you set the expectations around the commitment, you set the expectations around the values, you try to understand, uh, you know, is there a good compatibility here between your, um, you know, the, the skills you bring to the table, work ethic, passion, commitment, and so on. Um, and then you try to see, well, okay, let's, let's test this out, right? How can we um, sort of have a proof of concept, if you will, or, or a trial run of the relationship? And so maybe what you can do is you can do some of the preliminary research together, right? Carve off a chunk of work that they can do. Um, and at this point, it's probably for free. You know, you, you don't have a company yet. There's no shares. Um, and so, you know, it's really just the ability for, for you know, someone to put some, some uh, you know, elbow grease into this and see where it goes. So it could be doing some preliminary market research. It could be looking at some competitors. It could be looking at, at uh, you know, um, you know, potential technology that's needed to build this thing, what have you, but just start to get in that flow and, and, and sort of paint the picture of this is how, you know, we might work together. Okay. Um, 
And then at that point, you're kind of off and running, okay? And, uh, and as things go, you'll decide whether or not to make a really deep commitment into it or, hey, you know what? Maybe we're gonna stick to this thing full time uh, until we really know that this thing has legs. And then obviously, you know, that's the time to say, let's incorporate, hire a lawyer, you know, get your, your, your shares worked out. Um, and, and that's a topic for another, you know, video is, is how, to, uh, how to split equity. But let's say you come up with a fair equity balance um, and off you go, okay? So now let's talk about how do you maintain that co-founder relationship uh, as the business scales and grows. So um, one of the key things that, that comes up um, is when co-founders sort of undermine each other in front of the rest of the company. So they have a misalignment in vision, a misalignment in goals, um, and, uh, uh, or mis simply a misalignment in priorities. And, they, um, and it comes out in public. It comes out in front of other members of the team. This is really, really damaging, okay? So the first thing I would suggest is that you get alignment, okay? That you, you have your leadership team, sort of strategic planning, strategic alignment, um, you know, that you hash this out very early on, but then as you scale and grow, it's something that you continue to revisit, is what do we value? What are our strategic goals? You know, what do we want out of this company? Or how do we want to prioritize things? You have to be in lockstep, okay? The co-founding team, the, the C-suite, has to be a united front, against the world and certainly united front when presented towards you know the the rest of the company okay so um so first make sure you have alignment then if there is something that's out of alignment right you need to hash those things out in private right so um don't you know drag kind of your dirty laundry in front of the the whole team if there is a conflict and one of and, and it comes up right but if there's a a, a disagreement okay and, and and something that you know you're not able to resolve really quickly or things start to get heated. One of you has to put the brakes on it and say, you know what? We need to go talk about this offline or let's go, you know, let's go talk about this in private. Let's huddle, get our heads together around this uh, and then we'll come back with an answer. We don't have to, to solve this problem right here. Okay, and that, you know, that does two things. One, obviously, it just sort of de-escalates the situation. Um, but two, it, it also shows the, the rest of the team, again, that you guys are united, your partners, um, and you go off and you deal with your problems together. And then when you come back to the team, okay, cool, we got this, right? There's always going to be some tension. There may always be debate. When the debate's healthy, that's fine. But everything should always drive towards, you know, a higher level um, uh, strategic alignment. Okay, um, so you know, dealing with that conflict in the moment is 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 really critical. Um, then the other thing is just around kind of the the long term um, exit strategy or the long term plan. Uh, this is something that you need to revisit. I would say quarterly, um, but certainly on an annual basis. Is like where do we see this company going in three to five years? So one of the biggest problems that I found in in co founding pairs is when they have a different vision of the scale of the company. One maybe wants a lifestyle business or is comfortable with a, you know, maybe a smaller acquisition and the other one wants to go big, they wanna be a unicorn. Those are two fundamentally different 
businesses, business models, two fundament, fundamentally different ways of approaching almost every kind of problem, whether it's, you know, how do you build and scale technology to grow versus sort of getting it just, you know, good enough so that, that we can move on and add more features and, and you know, gain more market share just to sell. Um, how you, you want to incentivize people, you know, do you want to keep all the equity because it's going to grow really big? Or do you want kind of, you know, the more people on the team to have a stake because it gets you, you know, really engaged kind of long term team players, people that are going to be with the company for, you know, 10 years or so because it's this long term lifestyle business. Um, you know, you want them to be, do you want them to have a, a stake in the company? You want them to have ownership? Um, so it's very important for you guys to always understand, you know, what's the type of company you want to build? What's the identity or the DNA of the company? Um, and that, you know, you're revisiting that because it can change as well, right? Uh, as the market shifts, uh, as new information arise, new opportunities arise, um, you know, you may find yourself challenging, um, you know, your old beliefs about how big the company could be or, or how hard you want to push. You know, life can always get in the way. You might have kids, you might have, uh, you know, some health challenges in the family or simply just, a, you know, a, a change of heart, you know, that, that you might have had a lot of appetite early on. And now, you know, you, you kind of need to, to slow things down a bit. Um, and, and that's OK. But it's important that, you know, that you're in alignment on it, that you're in agreement. And then you have to figure out what you're going to do about that. OK, so, um, you know, in a lot of cases, when one co-founder wants something to be really big, and the other one doesn't, then there's an opportunity for a buyout, right? So uh, it could be that, you know, the, the person who, who is not as eager may just step out of the day-to-day -day operations. Uh, they might keep their equity stake, but they give up any salary and, and they step out, they go, they go get a job, they go do something else. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's value in the equity um, and they own it, whatever shares they own, they own outright. Um, but then, you know, that would be a good opportunity if you have the money to buy out that early investor or the, you know, the early co-founder or shareholder, because there's going to be a huge amount of growth in your mind, if, if you're the one that wants to grow the thing big, um, you know, that that's sitting on the table, right? They have this big equity stake, you know, whatever it is, 25% of the company. Um, you're going to take this thing and you're going to grow it really big. Now's the time for you to buy up any equity for people that, that aren't engaged anymore, even paying off your early investors uh, because you want to, you know, own that, that stake because you're going to take this thing and grow it. Um, that's, you know, one example, but something that, that, that comes around very often. Um, and the last thing I'll say that I'll recommend is uh, there are actually therapists that specialize in co-founder relationships. Um, I'm not going to refer anybody, you know, to the public, but, uh, you know, if, if you're interested in something like this, please feel free to, to reach out to me. Um, you know, but, but there are, there are coaches, you know, I, I do some of this myself, although I'm not a, you know, a licensed counselor, but it's something that I do a lot in my business. Um, but, you know, if things get, get too bad or too far sort of beyond my, you know, my, my abilities. Um, you know, I have some, some therapists again, that, that focus on business relationships and co-founder relationships, um, that can help, you know, almost like a marriage counselor would, you know, kind of help deal with, uh, with conflict that can help kind of bring stuff to the surface and, and, uh, and help you just sort of hash things out and, and, you know, ideally come to a good resolution and, and, uh, you know, on, ongoing, right. On to, to grow big. So, 
so that's it. That's what I really wanted to cover today. Um, it's something that I'm dealing with a lot right now, and uh, and so it's very very close to me. Um, but uh, I, I hope that uh, I hope that you gain some value from this. Again, if if there's anything uh, any questions you have or anything you need, please feel free to to email me, eric at fullcycleproduct.com. Uh, you can go to my website, contact me through there as well, or just leave a comment on the, on the video. Um, and, uh, and, and please go ahead and, and go download my book. Again, it's free, put a ton of work into it. Uh, really, I really believe in it, I stand by the information. Uh, I stand by the, the tools and the experience that's in there. Um, and, you know, I mean, listen to the audiobook. It's, it's just a few hours long, uh, <laughs> a few commutes or a few runs, and, and you're through it, and I think you'll, you'll gain a lot. Although the ebook um, does have a lot more. There's a lot of visuals in it. Uh, there's a lot of templates and, and, and graphics and so on. So honestly, I think, uh, you know, the, the ebook is probably the better experience, uh, which, which I think you can get through in, in a two or three sittings. So, again, um, uh, go grab it, and, uh, and I wish you best of luck. So have a wonderful day. And happy 2020.